Hello folks, my name is Rick Pearson, host of Prophecy USA, a program specifically designed to unveil the hidden mystery of America's role in Bible prophecy. Last week, we discovered some historical mysteries of the Messiah with Rabbi Jason Sobel. Join us today as we unravel mysteries of the future. Stay tuned, you do not want to miss this interview. Welcome back, folks. You know, last week in our interview with Rabbi Jason Sobel, we discussed some fascinating comparisons concerning Moses the prophet and Jesus the Messiah. Rabbi Jason explained from a Jewish perspective how that Moses, being a prophet, spoke face-to-face -face with God and was actually a prophetic forerunner of what Jesus would do in his generation. We were taught how the male children of Israel were hunted down by Pharaoh to be killed, and 2,000 years later, Herod executed the same protocol when Jesus was born. Rabbi taught us that while Moses came out of Egypt to escape the Pharaoh, Jesus went into Egypt to escape from Herod. Moses turned the water into blood, and because of the pureness of Jesus' blood, he turned the water into wine. Moses spoke face to face with God, and then Jesus spoke face to face with Moses, Elijah, and God on the Mount of Transfiguration, with God ending that conversation with this statement, This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. Hear ye Him. Folks, this is but the tip of the iceberg for what God has in store for those from every generation who have listened and followed the voice of Jesus. But there's a special generation, a chosen generation, who will not only listen to his words, but will see him come back face to face. Listen as Rabbi Jason continues to unfold the mysteries, pointing to the prophetic future of what might be in store for us who live in this great covenant nation that we call the United States of America. Listen to this interview, and you are there. You've said, Rabbi, uh, in your book, the Egyptians enslaved the children of Israel on physical, spiritual, and emotional levels. God designed the plagues to bring freedom on these three levels. The exodus from Egypt involved on a national and personal level, turning darkness into light and the Israelites had light in their dwelling. So from a, from a Jewish mindset, Rabbi, how does the Egyptian bondage over 3,000 years ago apply to what believers are experiencing today? It's a great question. I mean, here, I think first of all we have to understand is that Egypt is not just a physical place. It is actually a state of being right mm -hmm. so, so egypt in hebrew is mitzrayim mitzrayim comes from the hebrew word sar which means a place of confinement or restriction on a spiritual level on a biblical principle level right egypt 
is representative of a place of confinement and restriction that wants to enslave us, exile us, and rob us of life and destiny in God and in Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus. It's the place that wants to box us in and break us down so that we can't fulfill the calling and destiny that God has for us, right? And there is that general pr principle that everything that was written in the scriptures, yes, it happened to the children of Israel, but it's written for us, right? For us yes. to learn something from. There's it, The Bible is not just a history book, right? It's living and active and therefore has application in every season and in every generation, right? So specifically yes. in the context of what you mentioned, we're talking about the last three plagues upon Egypt, right? Which were the three worst plagues. So the eighth plague was the plague of locusts, right? And locusts on a spiritual level represent a perverted mind and a corrupt way of thinking. So locusts eat vegetation. Vegetation, when you think about the flowers and the grass and the trees, you think green, right? In the Bible, God's word is associated with green because in Jewish tradition, um, when God comes down on Mount Sinai, the desert literally blooms and turns green. And so the Torah scripture is associated with greenery. Why? Because truth renews and transforms our minds. The locust eating the vegetation is symbolic of a corrupted way of thinking. And it reminds us of the battle for truth that the enemy wants to come. The forces of darkness want to come and eat the truth where you should know the light. truth. Dark, well, dark the versus truth. light. Exactly. Dark versus light because darkness. So truth is associated with light, the light of God's word, right? So darkness is an absence of truth. It's an absence of having the light. So it's a lie. It's a lie. Dark, right. The, 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 king, the enemy's kingdom is a kingdom of lies. It's a kingdom of darkness. Exactly. But then the, but then the ninth plague is literally darkness. And darkness is right. associated with depression and sadness. So the Egyptians sat in darkness. And the Bible tells us it was a heavy darkness. Why it was a physical, there was a physical aspect of the darkness. It wasn't just that there was no light. It literally immobilized the Egyptians. It's what it says in the Hebrew, right? So why? Because the Egyptians physically enslaved the Israelites. So they were confined in darkness because they were meant to physically and psychologically experience the fear and terror that the children of Israel had gone through as slaves. Also, depression is associated with darkness in Jewish exactly. thought. It's associated association of isolation. So what do we see? We see a loss of truth in the Western world, okay? A battle for truth, fake news in our media, right? And a, 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 an attack on scriptures, attack on biblical truth, morality, principles, all of that. In 2019, Prophecy USA showcased biblical warnings of the coming New World Order. 
In 2020, we warned you of their plans to use COVID-19 to accelerate that agenda. In 2021, we warned of the Babylonian spirits who were invading our nation to provoke curses upon the land, emulating Sodom and Gomorrah. But what is next? Prophecy USA is proud to present The Coming Exodus, Unveiling America's Future. In this exciting book, you will discover where traditional theologians have missed the mark and why prophecy teachers have refused to acknowledge that America's role in Bible prophecy is rapidly being fulfilled. When you give a donation of $35 or more, you will receive The Coming Exodus, Unveiling America's Future. Or for a donation of just $60 or more, you will receive both books, The Coming Exodus and The Hour That Changes Everything. Call 1-888-306-1759 or visit us online at prophecyusa.org. All right. Now, I, I want to divert now back to my book that we just wrote, The Coming yeah. Exodus. And I want, I want you to, I want you to um, just think about this and see if God's trying to tell us something. I, I'll just take something out of my book. Yeah. Uh, the last U.S. Hey, presidential. I, I, I have my copy. <laughs> Great. <laughs> the last, the last U.S. presidential election was yeah. on November third, twenty twenty. It marked four hundred anniversary from November eleventh, sixteen twenty, when the Pilgrims covenanted with God in the Mayflower Compact, and they dedicated this country, the United States of America, for the purpose of the spreading of the gospel. Now, since the last presidential election, America has had major changes in policy, walking away from Judeo-Christian protocol and into a darkness like we've never seen before. And these policies are drastically affecting our economy, our fuel supply, our military strength, even our borders have collapsed. And the strength of America's position as a covenant nation in, in global leadership is dwindling. So here's my question. From your studies in Hebrew, do you think that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is trying to tell us something? Yeah, I think it's incredible what you say there, making that connection. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that in Hebrew, there's one letter difference between exile and redemption. And it's the letter Aleph, the letter that most represents the name of God. Adonai begins with the letter God, letter Aleph. Elohim represents letter Aleph. So most of the divine names begin with the letter Aleph. So what's the point? When you take God out, you go from redemption and blessing to exile. And exile is about distance and disconnection. You mentioned 400, right? If right. you take God out, if you take the 400 representative, as we said, of the cross, when you take God out or the cross out, what are you left with? You go from order to chaos. We're in a state of chaos. You go from blessing to cursing. You go from life to death. And I think we see that level of chaos because when you take God out of the classroom or God out of the family or God out of culture or God out of government, you're going to be left with chaos. And ultimately, it's going to lead to an undoing and a breaking down in exile. And I think we're we're experiencing the effects yeah. of that right now in our culture. Yes. 
So, um, of course, Abraham cut the covenant with God. He, he, God came down and formed a covenant with Abraham. And um, you mention in your book that the horns of Abraham's ram were made in two shofars. The shorter left was blown at Sinai when, when God uh, wrote the Torah, but its larger right horn will be a sounded will be sounded to announce the coming Messiah. Could you tell us about those shofar? Yeah, I mean, I think even before we jump into that, I think the sound of the shofar is meant to be a spiritual alarm clock. It's meant okay. to wake people out of their spiritual slumber and sleep and to return to God. And so I believe that America, I believe Israel, I believe the world has the potential to see a move of God before things get really bad. Yes. But we have to invite him back in, right? The letter Aleph is the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet. We have to make God and Yeshua and the cross first in our lives. And if we do, we'll see blessing. If we don't, it's not good, right? On the other hand, the shofar does is blown at Sinai. It ties back to Abraham because when Abraham is told in Genesis 22, offer your son whom you love, he's about to slay Isaac. He, God says, the angel says, you know, don't Abraham. He looks up, he sees a ram caught in the thicket by its horns, right? And so one of the reasons why we blow the shofar is it ties directly back to Abraham and the Lord's provision. And then in Jewish tradition, two horns, one longer, one shorter. The shorter horn was blown at Mount Sinai when God gave the Ten Commandments and reaffirmed his covenant with the descendants of Abraham. And then the longer shofar, the longer ram's horn will be blown when Yeshua returns. The United Nations has a 2030 agenda. The World Economic Forum has a great reset. The COVID-19 pandemic has an accelerated mandate. But as the new world order plans their world without God, nothing will be accelerated faster than the prophetic word God has spoken to the United States of America. It will be the hour that changes everything. Prophecy USA is proud to present their latest book, The Hour That Changes Everything. Together with our study guide and free app, prepare yourself for one of the greatest events in Bible prophecy. Go to prophecyusa.org or call the number on your screen now to make your donation of $35 or more and receive your copy of the book, The Hour That Changes Everything. We are waiting to hear from you. Call today. Yeah, and I, I'm reminded of First uh, Thessalonians 4.16. It says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, 
and so shall we be with ever with the Lord. Now, uh, Deuteronomy, I want to, I want to just this last question. I want to tie this all together. Um, you state that Deuteronomy 18 and 34, when read together, unlock the most important reasons the Torah was written to point to the prophet like Moses, but also the Messiah who would bring a greater exodus. What is the greater exodus that you're talking about? What is the mystery behind the greater exodus? Yeah, the, the, the greater the greater exodus is the second coming of the Messiah, at which point we will be caught up to meet with him. He will regather his people to himself and will experience the fullness of the redemption that he has for us, because the sound of the shofar is meant to be the sound of change and transformation, right? And so when you think about the sound of the shofar, it's associated with the Feast of Trumpets, the Jewish New Year, known as Rosh Hashanah, right? Well, Rosh Hashanah on the biblical calendar, the day the shofar is sounded, is the day Joseph was released from prison to the palace. It's the day that Israel's slave labor in Egypt stopped. They weren't freed until Passover in the spring, but we think of the 10 plagues ha happening very quickly. No, it actually happened over almost a year's time, okay? And so there's- The plagues did? Yeah, the plagues in Egypt did, according to the biblical- It was over one year. Yeah, almost a year, because there was the warning to Pharaoh, then there was the waiting, then there was the judgment, then there was the waiting. So God gave a, a long period of time for the Egyptians to repent because God is gracious and compassionate and he wanted them to be redemptive, not punitive. But they didn't heed it, right? But no. all that happened on Rosh Hashanah. So Rosh Hashanah was a time of freedom. It's a time of release. It's the time of change and transformation, right? And the ultimate change and transformation is when the Lord returns, the shofar is sound, and in the twinkling of an eye, we will be changed, right? And that is meant to instill hope in our hearts because hope is the belief that our future is going to be better than our past. And so the sound of the shofar reminds us of the ultimate hope, the blessed hope, the coming of Messiah when he comes as fulfillment of the greater than Moses. He leads a new exodus. He leads us from this world into the kingdom of God, from ultimately death into life, from a decaying body into a transformed one, to a resurrected one. And ultimately, God's promises of redemption that we see pictured with Moses, pictured in the exodus, ultimately will fulfill fulfilled when he returns as the greater than Moses leading the final exodus. Do you think it's possible that God might give us the same type of signs and wonders that he gave Egypt before he, he, he lets this world go into the tribulation, which is a seven-year judgment and wrath of God? But do you think it's possible the Old Testament anointing could come upon the New Testament church for, for a a short period of time as a final warning is that is that in scripture? Absolutely. I mean, look, I, I think that 
Absolutely. I mean, I think on a number of different levels. I mean, I think Yeshua, Jesus said, greater things than these you will do. That's one thing. It also says in the prophet Micah, as it, uh, I will once again show you signs and wonders as in the days I brought you forth out of the land of Egypt. Jeremiah 16 says, therefore, the days are coming quickly, declares Adonai, will no, it, will, it will no longer be said as the Lord lives who brought the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, but rather as Adonai lives who brought the children of Israel from the lands of the north, from all the lands where he had banished them. So there's lots of scriptures that show that you know, in preparation to the coming redemption, leading up to it, there are going to be miracles like there was in the days of the coming forth out of the land of Egypt. I, I, absolutely. I believe we're going to see them that, experience them. Yeah. That's exactly what Oral Roberts said. His ministry was a forerunner of signs and wonders that would come before the second coming. And, you know, you know I, uh, I had an encounter with the Lord and the Lord spoke to me from, he said, the greatest revival that the world has ever seen is coming, but it's not rooted in fear it's rooted in love and a demonstrating demonstration of his goodness with supernatural healing and transformation for the world to see that will turn people's hearts towards him so i absolutely believe that that is one of the keys to prepare for the return of the messiah Hello, folks. Karen and I would like to personally thank you, our prayer partners, and our monthly supporters, who are helping us spread God's word concerning America's role in Bible prophecy. In order to help you reach friends and other loved ones with this teaching, please listen to this very special message. In these end times, it is more important than ever to reach the lost. That's why Rick and Karen Pearson have assembled all of their teaching into this powerful study kit. For a gift of just $200 plus shipping and handling, Prophecy USA will send you a free study kit of five books, five study guides, and a DVD teaching aid discussing each chapter. Or for a gift of just $375 plus shipping and handling, you will receive a free study kit of 10 books, 10 study guides, and two DVD teaching aids. Call today at 1-888-306-1759 or visit us online at prophecyusa.org to send your gift and begin sharing these important prophetic teachings. So it'll be God's final altar call. Absolutely. I mean, again, I believe there's a biblical principle, which is as it was in the beginning, so will it be in the end. Whether that was in the days of the redemption from Egypt, the most defining event for the Jewish people in history, or whether it was in the book of Acts, where we saw supernatural healing and transformation, I believe that we're going to see an unprecedented, unprecedented move of God that those who are open to God, open to the Lord, are going to, it's what's going to open their hearts and a great revival will occur as a result of I, it. I believe that and I'm praying for that. Now, if there's anyone listening and they're blue or they're dark or they don't feel hopeless or they feel hopeless, could you just pray a prayer of salvation for them and lead them 
to the cross where redemption is. Could you just do that? And you folks that are listening, uh, feel free to join along with Rabbi as he as he prays this prayer with you. Yeah, I, I just want to encourage you that, as we said, darkness in the Bible is associated with sadness and depression, disconnection, isolation. Yeshua came to bring the light of salvation. If you place your faith in him, you go from the darkness into the light. You go from the sadness into gladness. So the most important thing is to receive him. We're going to pray in a moment, but also maybe you know, maybe you know the Lord, maybe you know Jesus, Yeshua, but you've gone through a really hard season. You've gone through some really tough things. We're also mm -hmm. going to pray and just believe that God is going to do something in your life because on the Hebrew calendar, this is a decade of breakthrough. This is a time to come out of Egypt, the place of that confinement and restriction in your life. And so God doesn't want you to live in that place anymore. Amen. He wants to bring you that freedom. So just, you can pray with me, Lord, I just invite you, Jesus, into my heart, into my life. I believe that you died for me because I fell short. I've broken your commandments. I have messed up. And I ask God for all the times that I've fallen, all the times that I failed, all the times that I've hurt someone. I ask God because Jesus died for me, was buried and rose again. I receive that forgiveness that you offer me. And I ask you to take residency in me. And I ask you to make me a new creation. I ask that the old would pass away and that the new would come and that I would experience your salvation, your freedom, your transformation. I give you my pain. And I ask that you turn it into promise. I give you my disappointments. And I ask that you'd give me your hope. I give you my heaviness. And I ask for the lightness. I give you my depression. And I ask for the joy and the gladness. Turn my mourning into dancing. And restore my hope. My future will be better than my past. Because you died for me you rose again and therefore i can rise and overcome every situation and circumstances in my life i thank you for what you did in the name of jesus amen folks we trust that you enjoyed our interview with rabbi jason sobel you know interviewing guests like rabbi is a protocol that we are using at prophecy usa to align our teaching with scholared experts who have spent their life researching this incredible book we call the Holy Bible. And today there's many views, perspectives, and even prophecies concerning the future of America. However, we don't understand how anyone can prophesy America's future without first knowing the 53 biblical descriptions that America has already fulfilled in Bible prophecy. You know, if you don't clearly understand the past, how can you clearly understand the future? 
especially when major Jewish prophets have already declared and decreed that America plays a pivotal role in the second coming of Jesus Christ. My name is Rick Pearson. This is Prophecy USA. We're reminding you that Jesus is alive and he's coming back much sooner than many people realize. See you next week. Shalom.